coming up on Pass the Secret Sauce. Welcome to the show. I'm Matt Shields. On Pass the Secret Sauce, we unscramble the life stories, skills, and secrets from the most wicked smart minds and interesting people to uncover their experience and recipes for success that will help you get an edge on your own life. My goal is to help you rein in on the chaos that life throws at us by learning from other high achievers. If you're new to the show, we have episodes with founders, CEOs, investors, and leaders. So if you like to learn and are motivated to improve your life, then kick back and listen to our guests pass their secret sauce. Today on Pass the Secret Sauce, we have Marciala Silberanis, who is a real estate investor who has developed a portfolio of properties after immigrating here with basically nothing. Marciala tells us about how she grew her portfolio of properties, which basically today has made her financially independent. She, th- This is her main form of income and some of the things that she's looking to do today, now that she has this financial independence, is being able to give back to other people that are looking to immigrate into the US. So we get into some of the challenges that she had to overcome with when she first started her investment career and you know figuring different things out. She's She has some Airbnbs, She's she's really, really done a lot in real estate investing and she's continuing to learn. So if you are looking to get involved in real estate investing, her story is one that you're going to not want to miss. So with that, I hope you enjoy today's episode of Pass the Secret Sauce. My data table, I have my family. It was happiness. We grew up very... My mindset wasn't poor because I didn't know what poor meant for rich. There was no difference. But it was the family that gathered together and it was an enjoyable time. It doesn't matter what we ate. In fact, it was very simple. Very simple. I grew up in Mexico, so Mexican food every day. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, right? But truly, the meal didn't matter. It was more the moment that we captured and we, everybody got to share their day and everybody around the table was like waiting for, for like to tell what happened that day. And that, and, and when one of us or, you know, usually like my older siblings were not able to, to attend, it was, it was like an empty space. So that, that's, that's my memory of that. Of the that's excellent. So, so you had siblings as well? Oh, yes, I do. Uh, I have lots. <laughs> it's uh, eight, a family of eight. Wow. Uh, actually, so eight children. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's great. So what, what was a favorite meal of, of everyone's growing up? What was something that you guys always looked forward to? I, so on the weekends, we have a special meat day. During the weeks, it was not, like meat wasn't served. So mm-hmm. the weekends was a special to see, you know, we got some kind of meat, whatever that meat was. So, yeah. yeah, that's great. That's great. So, so you eventually came to the U.S. Can you can you talk a little bit about you know when you came here and what life was like for you when you when you arrived? Yes, of course. So, so in, I came to the United States when I was twenty three years old. I had had reached my career high point in Mexico. I was in business. I was I had a degree in business. And I was I practiced for five years before I came. When I came to the States, I didn't speak the language, so I couldn't practice my profession. And I didn't know anybody. I didn't, I had $100 in my pocket, 
and just a brain full of dreams. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I, well, it was a aha moment, like, oh, I need to build up my, my bag of tools. The first thing was to learn English. And mm-hmm. so I started. And, and so uh, how did you, how did you go about uh, going to learn English? Did you jump into school or did you so self-teach I, yourself? So I went to the university because that's like, you know, I had a degree. So I was like, okay, here's my degree. How can I learn English? Little did I know, like, uh, yeah, you can't just come to the university and, and start taking classes. You know, there is a process. So I needed to transcribe my, my uh, transcript and I learned that it would take a while before I, I could actually attend classes. So I went to the community college and they pretty much laughed at me, like literally laughed at me and I was like, okay, like I need to find other ways. So I started attending the uh, free classes uh, that was provided by a church, English as a second language. And I met tons of people from different countries and they, they, they were there for the same reason. And uh, so I challenged the EDD to, to get into college and my first my first semester in college I uh, I uh, enrolled for anatomy and physiology microbiology statistics and psychology that was my first semester wow. of college and I was still trying to learn English so my uh, textbooks pretty much taught me my English I remember I was talking to a friend of mine and I was telling her this highway is so convoluted she's like what convoluted <laughs> like oh like the renal cellulose you know like they're convoluted that to me that's like i learned medical terminology and english at the same time oh wow wow so were you able to read english before you were able to speak it or is it pretty well you know pretty well about the same same time well at the beginning i was able to write it better than i was able to pronounce it especially like the big words mm-hmm. how to follow me and so it's just stuff like that i was like okay like let me spell it out it's, in fact i, I would just Carry a translator with me because I'll be like typing it and like show it to people. Yeah, it yeah. is. It was disabling in a way, but at the same time, I was like, I'm gonna do it. There's no way I can stay here and be disabled. Like this, this is part of being part of this country, and mm-hmm. to me, that was no different than just doing your labor or your your work as keeping a house clean or you know any other very basic obligation. Mm-hmm. No, that's fantastic. So, so what happened next? So you, you, you took these, uh, all of these different classes uh, in college. Did you go into some of those fields then after college? Yes. So I became a nurse. And after that, I uh, got my master's degree in anesthesia provider. So I'm a certified registered nurse anesthetist. And I graduated after that with a doctorate degree. So it, it took a little while in school, but uh, I, I acquired all that, and I've, I've been practicing now for uh, 10 years as an uh, anesthesia provider. Excellent, excellent. So so what happened next? What what, uh, what was your next move? Obviously, you've done some other things. You weren't satisfied with, with um, being a nurse. So what, what was the next move that you uh, that you did? So after I graduated with my doctorate degree, I, I went to uh, serve in the, the military. So I became a naval officer. And I enjoyed my time there, and I was employed and serving overseas. In the background, all these real estate deals were happening, so I don't know who was focused on that as well. But uh, yes, I, um, I, yeah, I, I, so then I formed my, my business for providing my medicine 
sanitation services. And for the first five years, I practiced with the W2. And then after I started studying the taxation laws and the, the way of doing business in the state, I, I uh, incorporated and became a 1099 and uh, took advantage of all those taxation laws pretty much. Yeah, very cool, very cool. So I wanted to kind of go back. You, you touched on something. You, you said that there is a lot of um, real estate investing in that that, were, that was happening sort of in the background. So were you deployed overseas and you were, you were investing in real estate or did the real estate investing happen you know, after you came back to the States? That's a really good question. Thanks for asking that. Because it usually is like kind of in the background. But no, when I graduated as a nurse, I purchased my first duplex. I didn't know much about the housing situation in, in, in the States, in Mexico, you, it's a, way, a different way of living. So what I was looking for, it was something that makes financial sense. So it, my idea was to continue going to school. I just wanted to achieve the highest degree of education, but I didn't know much about CRNA field and what that title, which is a whole different topic that we can elaborate on. But uh, So I purchased my first duplex thinking, if I have to go to school somewhere, I can rent one side, or if anything, I can live in one side and then rent the other side out. So when I went to CRNA school, I, I was actually able to rent that out and keep that going and still be able to you know, put myself through school. And when I came back from uh, anesthesia school, I purchased my, my other house, my uh, other primary house, and house active pretty much. Then I started traveling as a 1099 and I rented out as a, uh, the house as a uh, Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And I was able to keep my belongings there and still rent out the two other rooms. And then eventually some, some somebody wanted the full house and I moved out of that. So I, I was doing this as just like a side gig. But when I deployed, I pretty much took full time learning about the business. On the way out, literally on the way to the bus to get you know shipped out, <laughs> One of the uh, enlisted mentioned that he was doing some reading and, and he mentioned the bigger pocket podcast. And, uh, I, and then he explained a little bit about it. And I would just like dove into learning. And I, for seven months that I was away, if I wasn't exercising, I was reading about real estate. And I, that's when I captured that this is, this is a uh, real building tool. Like I can mm-hmm. use this and I can make it work. And, you know, having my income as a, uh, uh, a 1099 and flexibility, I was, I was, I just, that's when I decided I need to, I need to put all my money here. This is where I need to go. So when I came back, I pretty much started heavily investing and, uh, and it's been nonstop since then. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. And where do you primarily focus your investments at? Uh, so we are, uh, our portfolio majority of it is in Austin, Texas. And mm-hmm. we just recently, well, last year we got, very cool so now you, you, since you were in the the military are there benefits or or programs that you were able to capitalize on to invest in real estate or, or to help your investment in real estate our benefits and the, the, the VA loans so you can get no payment. But so far, well, we last year actually we bought one of the like, we, we purchased it under the name, the name of the company, and then we refinanced it on the, on the VA loan. 
because we want to do an Airbnb and, and also the laws have been changing for the requirements to be under occupied. So that was the only reason to do it that way. But we haven't. We, we actually converted our portfolio to a commercial portfolio. So we prefer not to keep anything on. Got it. Got it. Okay. So you have experience doing typical rentals as well as Airbnbs at this point. Do you have a preference of one over the other? And, and can you explain what, you know, why you, why you like that one better? Yes, of course. So if there is benefits and, and, and pros and cons to both. The cash flow is really enticing for the short rental, short term rental. We actually, right now we have two, no, uh, no short term rental, but it's a corporation, corporate, corporate rental. Okay. And, and it's really nice because the cash flow really nicely. It's a furnished unit. We can see all the expenses. And, but it's good to have a person that stays for four years and you don't have turnover to help close. And mm-hmm. So you just have to make sure that you, if you're going to do either way, if you want to do a, a long term, that you are have systems, systems in place so that you can find good, good tenants, good residents. And if you are doing short term, that you're using a company that is going to be absorbing the liability for the Mm-hmm. And your your corporate rental, do you how, how did you find how do you find people for that? Is it are you basically just advertising it the same way, or do you actually approach you know larger companies and say we have this you know we have this space available, it's furnished? Do you have any executives or what have you that are interested in in spaces like that? How did you how did you first start renting that one out? Yeah, so. So the first time that we did it actually was to a couple that the, all they did is like they found properties that were in a place that people wanted to live and you know well kept and uh, and they rented one of our one of our duplexes and they did, pretty much we did it through that we signed the lease to them and they rented out and then we started learning a little bit more and actually the the two units that are right now at corporate housing we had them as a Airbnb unit and to the situation that is currently ongoing, yeah, they, they were they were canceled. So we have reached out to another company that, that sometimes we use their help for like work, and their mission is to provide housing and, and build to uh, immigrants that are actually waiting for for to hear their appeal or their case. So they are legally here until they hear their results for their case. So that's what the company does. And we, we have reached out to them and say, hey, you know, if you ever need affordable housing or, you know, a furnished place, here we are, you know, we're a bit there. Virtus Technology is a custom business software solution provider. Are you tired of manual entry into an old system that creates more work than it helps? Does your company suffer from constant pain and frustration around its business processes? Do you spend a lot of time and money trying to hunt information down or figure out what is happening in your business? Virtus Technology can help solve all of this. We evaluate your current processes and then create custom software or mobile apps to automate and streamline your business process, eliminating a lot of those pains and frustrations. Unlike other systems, our goal is to digitize your current processes and systems so that your staff's learning curve is very small. If you're ready to take your business operations to the next level, give Virtus Technology a call today. 
they might be able to help. So when the, all this happened, they were apparently releasing all this detaining, uh, like massively, and they they were like, they didn't have a place to house them. So they reached out to us, and just because we had mentioned that, hey, there's if there's any opportunity that you might, or, or any needs that you might have, we might be able to help you. And, uh, and that's when we actually converted all the one bedroom, not one bedroom, but like the, the, the bed, into one bunk bed so that they can accommodate for two adults. That's great. Yeah, that was awesome. really good network networking results, and it's being paid off right now. Absolutely, no, that's fantastic. So, so who is it? The is it the the resident that is paying for the the property, or is there some kind of a program or something that they are in that pays for them? It's the it's the, uh, the organization that like pretty much takes the responsibility for in between the time that they're released from the detention center to the time that they actually get to hear their 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 case. So this so these these people are pretty much in the waiting like so if they have family they you know they, they have they can they can be with the family but most of them don't. So these organizations they that that's what they do is uh, based here in Austin and it's an awesome organization and they provide housing and even after, like they, they provide jobs. So yeah. That's really, that's really, really cool. We, we actually have a property that might be able to benefit from that. So I'd, I'd love to be able to connect with you a little bit more on, on that. That's, that's, that's incredible. Typically, how long, how long do they stay in the facilities for? I mean, what, what is the, I guess the transition process timeline that, that you're it's normally so dealing with? from how complicated this case is. And some of them are just like, for a, well, right now with the situation that we're, that we're facing, they have to be I, I, like, uh, isolated, but uh, yeah, quarantined for 14 yeah. days before they, they move to another location. So what they were doing is they were being released to the, to the duplexes, and then once they, you know, tested or, you know, they were ready to move into the bigger facility that they have, which, which is other, like, four houses that they have, they rent out as well. And some of them, they purchase them. The company, uh, the organization purchase them. But that's kind of the transition. So the, the, the residents arrive from the detention center into our place and then from there to their time. But as far as like how long they think the, the organization, if, if they have a family member, they can they pretty much pay their way to whatever they are. They can, they can help them that. Otherwise, they just have to stay in that. And usually once that they get their case viewed or here, then they are released and they get like they are privileged legal to work or whatever. And the organization provides them with links to jobs and even like apartments set up. So that's that's why we, we actually advertise like hey we, we have we might be able to help you or help your residents, but then you know it came like a higher need and now they're on the lease actually. So yeah. the organization is uh, Sign the lease for, with us. So yep. whether they use it or not, they're they're paying for the for the place. Yeah, that's that's really that's I love that. That's that's fantastic. So so what 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 happens next? What's your some of the next things that you're looking to, to get into? What are what are some of the next goals? Oh, that's a that's a very involved question, and thanks for asking that because we do have big goals. So so like I mentioned before, it's me and my husband, a team of two. And we are on, on, on a mission to divulge financial literacy 
financial education. And we we want to capture people here in the state as, as part of networking and providing uh, a networking setting uh, that people can share how to set up their business, how to run their business, how to take advantage of the tax extension law. And we also are in planning community wellness outreach to Mexico primarily and probably more extended to other countries where the needs are. But uh, so what we're doing is that the, the advice or the mentoring that we're providing here to uh, small business owners, we are we're not charging, it's, it's free of charge, but we take donations so that we can make the other goal feasible. Um, um, so I, I was on the phone yesterday with uh, a, a friend of mine, a mastermind friend of mine, and, and we discussed strategies pretty much like, this, this is what you should be doing, this is, you need to incorporate, you need to do a self-directed program, okay, and so he's like, he's running the numbers as I'm speaking, and he's like, just by talking to you, I, I, I think I can put away $40,000 just by running the numbers that you're proposing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so by mentoring our, our friends and successful people that are it, but they're just not taking advantage of what you could be taking advantage of. So, if, if I save you anything, you you know, please donate the organization so that we can then carry on that mission of educating others. And we, again, we probably bring them uh, medical assets to the to the outreach. Just because both of us, my husband and I, are in the medical field, and uh, we we feel that we can make the change then early and, and even if it's just the inspiration to the kids to, to let them know that there's other ways of living because this, this, this family, these kids, they have never seen anything outside of what their community is and their community is, is, is very, very poor. So that's, that's, what I would, that's what we would like to do. That's fantastic. And, and so ultimately, do you see this as being uh, some type of an online platform where you know people would log in and you know see all of your information or what how do you how do you foresee i guess administrating this you know this program of yours yes uh, so we do have a website where we where we share some strategies we have tools that we that we share like just finding yourself and your journey from financial dependency to financial independence and then financial abundance so we have this tool that we can share so people can identify themselves and, and then we can get together. We, 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 uh, we call it the tactical polls where we can then let's see where you are and then let's see what steps you need to take to make you to, to reach your goal of people financial independence or financial abundance. So we, we want to do a personalized poll rather than put in a program where it's dil- the message is diluted and it's not applicable everybody there's every every person is different and every strategy that we suggest it, it must be personalized and even along the journey there, things are going to change so we want to continue to be there to provide them the guidance and and eventually and we are working currently on developing an app and probably be released this year but uh it's just uh, providing the tools so that we we can have the continuity of connection and growing along Fantastic! I love that. I love that. If people wanted to reach out and learn more about you or anything that you're doing, what would you say is the best way for them to do that? 
So we have a, a, a website, www.fromfinancialsurvivaltofinancialindependence.com. You can subscribe there, you can email me there, and or you can, every Wednesday we have the Wednesday Money Talks, and we gather there. You can also subscribe to the website, and the website we will send you a link, and it's, it's a group, it's a community that we are gathering, and everybody learns from each other, pretty much expedites the curve of the journey. I love it. I love it. You're, you're, you've got some great, great projects going on. And, and actually, are you, are you uh, planning on investing in more real estate as well? We just closed yesterday. And oh. <laughs> it's a complete renovation, like $100 per square foot type of thing. So yeah, as, as we speak, I drop off the check for the foundation. The foundation people doing their job today. And yeah, it's, it's super exciting. I don't know if your audience would like to hear about this, but it was it was a, just, just a, a very absolutely. good time. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, how did you how did you find it? How did you how did you come across that one? So it uh, came from the wholesaler. We could find from him. It's been a really good connection, and he knows our criteria. And if it doesn't make sense, he doesn't even bother to send it. So when he sent it, it was Friday about ten o'clock. I was closing up the day with my husband, and because he's in San Diego, he's stationed there. So uh, closing up the day, he's like, did you see that, that, that email? And I'm like, uh, no, so, let, me, let me run through the numbers. So, so he run the numbers and I'm like, uh, why, did, why did we not make the call? Like we, so the next day I met with the wholesaler first thing in the morning and make the cash offer right there. And, and 11 days later, we closed it. We closed oh, that's it. fantastic. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Congratulations. Thank you. Very so, excited about it. So it is, it's all about relationships and, you know, you, you built that relationship with that wholesaler and, you know, it paid off again. So, so that's great. That's great. Well, excellent. No, I, I, I love your, I love your story and I think we'll, we'll have to connect again here at some point in the future and hear what you have going on because uh, I, again, I love, I love having enterprising people, you know, on the show and, and you've done a lot. So it's fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad that we speak the same language of real estate. That's pretty awesome. Absolutely. But I also, I also enjoy the other 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 people that engage in some kind of income, which it's awesome. You have to diversify. You have to create uh, the, the, the income from different sources, especially during this day. So, uh, thanks for having me on the show. This was wonderful. No problem. No problem. Thanks for listening, and remember, pass the secret sauce.